This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 494. Master the art of taking time off. How to optimize your next purposeful vacation. Good morning and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down what a purposeful vacation looks like, why you need one more than you realize, and how to take frequent mini vacations in lieu of just one big trip each year. Let's get to it. Will you answer email on your next holiday? Will you plan to work ahead of time before you leave? Will you delegate work to others to minimize the impact when you get back? Ultimately, will you mentally check out during the trip or will it be as if you never left the office? Most importantly, right now, do you even have a break from work planned on your calendar? If you're an overworked high achiever, the answer may be no. And that's a big problem. At this moment, I am recording this episode one month before it's going to be published. On Monday, June 12th, 2023, when the episode is released, my wife Tess and I will be on a trip to Europe, going to London, Paris, and Munich. This trip has been planned for nearly a year. All of my work was scheduled months in advance to ensure this vacation would be a success. However, Working ahead is just one strategy, and you may need a lot more than that to ensure your next holiday brings you the joy, excitement, peace, and fulfillment that you are seeking. So in the episode this week, I'm going to share some of my best tips to prepare for, enjoy, and then recover from a stellar break from work. So let's discuss mastering the art of taking time off and truly optimizing your next vacation and doing so in a way that is purposeful and hopefully fulfilling. That's the goal of a great vacation is you have a great time. Now, if you are the overworked high achiever that I just mentioned, you may be actually arguing with me. You may say, well, well, Jeff, I don't actually need a vacation. I really enjoy the work that I do. I love my job. Why would I want to go somewhere else? Or the opposite, Jeff, I'm just too busy. Go away. I don't want a vacation right now. I can't afford one. Not happening. If either of those explains your life right now or gives some insight into how you feel, you need this more than you realize, and I'm talking directly to you. However, you may not be either of those. You may just think, well, I love a good vacation, and I want to get more out of my next one. Awesome. Then stick around as well. Anyone who loves vacations is going to be able to utilize something here to get more out of your next holiday, your next break. So let's go back to this concept of why you need one more than you think. I know for me personally, I've been in the boat for a long time where I get into a really good rhythm with my work, a really good rhythm with my life. And I take my daughters to daycare and I go to the gym and I do my podcasting work and I'm living my life here in Nashville and and things are good. And oftentimes I actually forget about the fact that, you know what, I haven't really had a break in a while. I've been doing this churn, this grind, this daily thing, whether it's a good season or a bad season, it doesn't really matter. If I'm in that churn for a while, I may actually forget about the fact that what would actually benefit me the most is to break out of that monotony, 
to not do that thing anymore. We are creatures of habit. We tend to do the same things over and over again, and that tends to feel comfortable and normal. I know people who, when you ask them, do you want to go on a vacation? Do you want to travel? Do you want to break out of that shell? Their answer is actually no, because they are so baked into this rhythm of their life that change is hard. Even if that change is in a positive direction, they would rather just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Now, the opposite is also true. There are plenty of people who just do not like their job. They do not like their daily life, and they're living for the weekend. They're dying for a vacation, and they know very clearly that they need and want to get away. So if you're in that camp of you know you need a vacation, awesome. But if you're not, if you're the kind of person who's been in a a rhythm for a while, and maybe you need to break away, this is going to be for you. And here's the first big reason why. Stress builds in the background in secret. You don't realize how great a massage feels until you get one unexpectedly. And that reveals knots and soreness and tightness and discomfort that you've been carrying with you for a long time. I've had this experience so many times where someone would offer me something like a massage or a vacation or a chance to de-stress And my default answer is, no, I'm fine. The thing is, I'm not. I'm not fine. I am normal, but my normal is stressed a little bit, tight a little bit. My normal carries with it this secret background stress and tension. You have that right now, and I know you do. And here's the test. We're going to do a very tiny de-stressing activity. If you're driving the car, please don't do this. Otherwise, try this right now. Big, slow inhale. And exhale. Do it one more time. And on the exhale, relax every muscle in your body. Big inhale. And exhale. What just happened just now was you released some stress. You let go of some soreness, some tightness, some discomfort. You allowed yourself for just a moment to breathe on purpose. Now, what you most likely experienced was just a bit of stress relief. And you can do this again. You can de-stress yourself whenever you want. Once again, if you're driving, please don't do this. It is dangerous. But other than that, it's extremely powerful to be able to do this to recognize I am carrying stress with me. I do have that tension that's building in the background. I could benefit from an opportunity to let go, to get a massage, to go on a trip, to just breathe on purpose meditate, do some yoga, sit in a sauna. There's a reason why, and I've said this in the podcast before, there's a very strong reason why I end every workout at my gym by going to the sauna. I don't do so because the sauna is good for me. I do so because it feels good. And also it's good for me, right? It's about the fact that it is a direct stress reliever, that whatever's happened in my day, I go to the gym, I lift the weights, which adds a lot of stress, right? Lifting weights is stress-inducing. 
And then the sauna is a de-stressor. Right? We secretly are building stress. Sometimes we do it on purpose, right? Lifting weights is obvious that we're trying to. But other times, we just carry with us this sense of tension throughout the day. We're looking for opportunities to let go of that. And if you're not looking for them, that stress is going to build over time. And then it's going to eventually show up in ways you don't want. So vacations, holidays, sauna experiences, these things can all help to bring you back to your reset, back to your, okay, here we are at my best self again. And I can go now approach the next day, the next week, the next season of my life and work. Reason number two why an amazing vacation may be more important for you than you realize is that it's a, there's a pretty good chance here that your best memories are frequently from trips you've been on. Now, I'm taking a guess on this one, but I know from my own life that when I look back at the last 10 years, it's defined by milestones, right? The milestones are the things we think about. One of those things in my life would be the you know births of my children. So my child number one, child number two, awesome, last 10 years. Uh, my podcast launched 10 years ago, awesome. But aside from those few kind of bigger milestones, I think about vacations. I think about trips that I've been on, places that I've been, uh, these bigger experiences. Because that's what a vacation is. It's an experience. It's the chance to do something different. That's what our memories are. Yes, you have the recurring memories of, you know, every day after work, my wife comes home and I kiss her on the cheek and isn't that wonderful? Those are great memories too. But that may not be the thing that's a milestone, may not be a a defining moment in the last few years or decades of your life. Vacations can be epic milestones for you. I mentioned before, my wife and I are going to Europe in a few weeks. Well, actually, while you're hearing this, we're there right now. And that's an epic milestone, one we're going to look back on years from now and say, remember that time we were here and we did this thing and it was awesome. We have these photos that we took. Our best memories are tied to these types of experiences. If you're not prioritizing these things, which overworked high achievers do not, then this is for you. Because work matters, yes, I'm never going to say it doesn't, but play matters just as much, if not more. And there's a very big argument to be made that the play from travel, the play that you get by being out and about a new place will give you more creativity, more energy, and more pizzazz when you're back in the office. Vacations matter. If you're an American, like I am, vacations are deprioritized in our culture, and it's a bad, bad thing. If you live somewhere else in the world, vacations are much more obvious, much more common. Um, I'm jealous of you, first of all. That's amazing. Uh, But second of all, we can all learn from that. We can all prioritize these types of breaks more often. The third reason why, and this is the last one here, of why a meaningful holiday may be more important and meaningful for you than you realize is that travel changes you. Exploration is phenomenal, once again, for creativity, but also for rejuvenation, for preventing burnout, and for an ultimate life reset. When I was in college, I took a semester to travel to Prague, and I studied there for three months while also traveling around a lot of Europe and a little bit of Asia, very little. Uh, The point is, is that I intentionally set out to say that while I'm in these four years at this university, I'm going to take one semester and go abroad, one semester and travel and see the world in a way that I had never seen it before and honestly never seen it since. 
It was a very unique experience and one that fundamentally changed who I became afterwards. It opened my eyes to so many things. I just never, never truly considered because I couldn't. If you're not exposed to things, you don't know what you don't know. Exploration gives you the opportunity to just break free of that normal that you have. And it doesn't mean you have a bad normal, but it means there's possibly a better normal out there, one that is just leaps and bounds beyond what you can currently even imagine for your regular life, let alone those one-off experiences. Travel can and will change you for the better. So I highly encourage exploration. I highly encourage you to get out and see the world and see how the world then changes you. Having said all that, let's now shift to these three core phases that I have outlined to help you master the art of taking time off. Phase one is going to be preparation for your next vacation. Phase two is the enjoyment of that next vacation. And then finally, phase three is the recovery from that trip. So let's start with phase one on preparation. The first component of this is to create systems in your life and business that allow for a vacation to happen at all. If you currently can't take a day off without your life or business falling apart, that is an epically big sign you need to make a lot of changes, right? If the systems that you have built are one that require your presence 24-7, that's a problem. Now, you may say, well, Jeff, I've got young kids at home, which I do as well. Or Jeff, I run a business of my own, which I do as well. We all have things that we're in charge of and we're responsible for, obligations and duties we have to fulfill. And I'm all well and good with all of that. But there's still a, a possible way. There's a route here you can take that allows you to get out of that for a short time or maybe in a long time and not have your entire life and business just crumble like a house of cards. If what you're operating day to day is that uh, that dangerously fragile, that's an issue. Right? We want to build more structures that are more robust that allow us to step away and not have the world set on fire. Right? We have systems in place that allow flexibility. We can plan time off between large projects to be able to say there is an intentional time here for margin, for breathing, for de-stressing. There's an intentionality here to say, I'm living a life first, and then I have a business second. I'm living a life first, and then I have my obligations after that, which is the inverse of how we usually live. Most of us live with this idea of, okay, I have to do this and this, and now I've got over here and all these other projects. I got this whole thing to do. It's just, ugh, right? We know that feeling of just the have-tos all the time. And the have-tos are exhausting. That's why we just did that very tiny breathing exercise earlier. Because the have-tos are going to crush you. <laughs> They're going to just tear you apart. And what we need is something to say, ah, no, 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 no. Let's just go and be present for a few minutes, for a few days, for a few weeks, a few months, who knows. But we have these systems built in to say, I can step away, I can take a breath, and it's going to be just fine when I get back. So once again, you want to build systems in your life and business that allow for this vacation to take place and not crush you upon the return. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. 
And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, step two in the preparation process is to define what a purposeful vacation looks like. Uh, It's going to be purposeful upon that first thing we just mentioned of having a life and business that's systematically built for the vacation to take place. But then more importantly, for the actual trip you're going to take, you want to plan all this in advance. The vacation should achieve a specific goal. If it's purposeful, there's a reason why you're doing it, which could be exploration, relaxation, a bucket list item, whatever the thing is, there's a reason why you're going to the place you're going. It could just be curiosity. I just want to see this new place on earth. Or maybe it's a work trip and you're going to tack on a vacation with it. Also a cool idea. And that works out extremely well, once again, for exploration, relaxation, whatever it is you want it to be, but you define that goal up front. Then you will make sure your schedule actually allows for this trip without adding stress. Now, this is a bit precarious because planning for a trip in and of itself can add some stress. So we've all experienced this. The preparation for something can be pretty stress-inducing. And so if you plan this trip far enough in advance, you can do these things very slowly, little bit by little bit over time. And then the stress element, hopefully at that point, wouldn't be a major factor. Now, usually at the last minute, things might get a little bit hectic. But speaking of that, one thing that I've done for years I think is extremely helpful is what I call my buffers. And my buffers are intentional blocks of time, both before and after a vacation, where I am not doing anything besides planning for and recovering from the vacation. So this is true for any trip I take. I have a buffer planned on purpose. Now, generally speaking, what I do is a buffer of one to two days before I leave on a trip with no work and one to two days after to recover. Now, depending on your schedule, that may be hard to pull off, but that's kind of the point is that if the buffer isn't there and your work has to butt up against the vacation to the last possible second, well, then what does that mean for you? We all know what that means. It means a lot of stress right before you leave and then the vacation starts and the stress carries with you. And those first couple of days of the strip are just not what you wanted. You're gritting your teeth, right? Like that. We experience that. We know what it's like to say, I'm dying to get on this vacation. But man, once I got there, the stress didn't leave and I stayed. It took days for me to then reset. And by the time I reset, well, trip's over. Back to work. Here we go. That's not what we're looking for. It may be unavoidable, and I will acknowledge that. It may be unavoidable. 
But if it can be, if the buffer can exist, please build in the buffer you need so that when the trip actually takes place and day one of the vacation has arrived and you're off on the airplane or you're in the car driving or whatever it is you're doing, well, now the excitement can build in. The fun nature of this can be there. And now it's actually something that's awesome. It's an asset in your life. It's a positive benefit. It's an experience. The next component of this purposeful vacation is that your budget actually allows for it. Clearly, we don't want to borrow a bunch of money and go into debt and feel like this vacation is going to financially strap us. This is so critical. The last thing you want to do for an intentional vacation that's designed to de-stress you and bring about joy and fulfillment is to attach anything to it that's going to oppose those goals. And financial stress is a major, major source of stress for a lot of people a lot of the time. And so don't overstretch yourself here, right? Find a budget that works for this trip and then optimize the experience within that budget. You don't have to spend a billion dollars to have a billion dollar value from the vacation. You just don't. I've had plenty of vacations on little or no budget and had an awesome time. It is possible and it's definitely possible if you're doing these little mini vacations, which I'll get to in a second, uh, that definitely allows for a smaller budget and still a ton of fun. The last component here of a purposeful vacation is, and this is, we all know this, your work and responsibilities are covered before, during, and shortly after the vacation. The intentionality behind planning for a trip is almost always, always worked around your work schedule. I remember I had had a trip years ago where I went to Yellowstone with my father and my brother And I didn't have enough vacation days at the time. I was an employee and I had maxed out vacation days. And my boss did not want me to go on this trip. Not only because I was going to go past my vacation days, so I actually have unpaid days off. But then he was also convinced that I was going to cause a big disruption uh, at the office by being gone for 10 days. But I somehow conned him into it anyway, and I managed to figure out a way to make it happen. I took a financial loss, I mean, unpaid days off, and it was it was a big decision on my part. Right? At the time, this was a pretty epic choice. Looking back at it now, it was totally fine, but at the time, it felt like a big decision. So I took these 10 days off, and the time I had before I left and the time I had after were, uh, I, we'll just call it chaotic. Like, I didn't like it. But the actual trip was fantastic, right? I camped out in the woods in Yellowstone and I completely was exploring nature. These are all the things I love about trips, right? This is an awesome trip. But I really screwed up on the before and the after of this trip. I managed to enjoy it, but it was it was flawed. Let's, let's call it that. The purposeful nature of this vacation was at the core correct, but what surrounded it was just goofy and off. And so what I'm looking for now on any trip that I go on is this synchronicity of the whole experience. Yes, of course, I want the vacation itself to be epic, but I want the whole experience around it to be epic as well. That's the ideal. That's what I'm shooting for. It doesn't mean it will happen. But if that's what I am intentionally going to approach this with that kind of an attitude, that kind of a plan, well, then I am so much more likely to allow that to happen. Like That's going to be so much more possible if that's the goal up front. So that's my goal for you, 
is to approach your next purposeful vacation with that in mind, that this process can be thought through well in a way that is stress-free, not stress-inducing, and a way that is joyful and not in a way that's just going to be, oh man, here we go again, <laughs> right? Like We all know that feeling. All right, step number three in this preparation process is to make a short list of what you want to get out of the vacation. So in this sense, we're looking at your values and goals for the trip. Uh, are you relaxing on the beach or are you going to do some vigorous mountain climbing? Right? How do you want to feel during and after the trip? This is an important one because oftentimes you may approach your vacation from one of two ways. It's either over-programmed with way too many activities or seriously underplanned to the point of boredom and looking around and saying, wait, where do we go next? What's the next step? I have no idea. I've been on trips that are both of those things. And I tend to find, you know, a happy medium somewhere that's actually ideal. My personal best vacations tend to have a plan in place, but also a planned flexibility. There's a, a really nice kind of juxtaposition between here are things I know what I'm doing and here's open time to do whatever I feel like doing. That to me has worked out really well, but that's an intentional choice of mine after years of travel. So you want to find what works best for you. Right? I, my mother-in-law, for example, loves a good group trip where someone's going to tell her, hey, we're all going here next and you're going to come along. And so uh, from her perspective, there's nothing to plan. She just is along for the ride and she loves those. Great. If that's your thing, you can go on a cruise, you can go on a group trip. There's lots of things that says they allow you to kind of experience something in a predefined manner. But the, the goal here is to be intentional. Know what it is you want and get that experience because you chose it on purpose. Now, step four in the preparation process is the joy of batching. I absolutely love batching. I've discussed this in the podcast many times in the past, but this is going to be epic for you in terms of planning for your vacation to make sure it's going to go off without a hitch. Uh, episode 477 that I did recently in the show well, it goes into depth with batching. I just want to definitely check out. As an example of batching that I do prior to a trip, uh, before the trip that I'm on right now, I batch recorded my podcast and I planned way in advance, weeks in advance, to make sure that my work was addressed. Batching is more efficient, you get more done, you increase the quality of your work, you get into the zone faster, you free up more time. I mean, there are so many things to be said about batching, and specifically as batching applies to preparation for leaving town, as preparation for going on a big trip. It will allow you to get more stuff done in a faster way, and then, this is the kicker, when you come back from your vacation, you continue batching to prepare for your next vacation because these things are cyclical. You'll do this again and again, and this is going to save you the most amount of time and get the most amount of value. And step five in the preparation process is to take frequent mini vacations in lieu of just one big trip each year. I really like the idea of mini trips, in large part because miniature trips give you something to look forward to on a frequent basis. One of the things that is most exciting about a vacation is not the trip. It is the anticipation of the trip. There are a lot of studies that show that anticipation is actually more exciting and enjoyable than the trip itself because the trip itself can be stressful or confusing or complicated. You know, I'm traveling internationally so, you know, right now, I guess, in that case, and international trips are also a, a bit stress-inducing because I don't speak the language and it's a bit difficult to get around. Right. Vacations can be hard. They definitely can be. But when you're able to anticipate something that's coming up, especially on a frequent basis, 
you get the joy of that on a more regular basis. So for me, tiny trips more often, like literally one per month, they can be cheaper, they can be shorter, and honestly, just as fun as big trips if you plan these things well. And so you may need frequent tiny trips in addition to your bigger ones to reduce stress, to prevent burnout, to have something to look forward to, and to honestly explore places nearby where you live uh, in more depth. One thing I loved about moving to Nashville about 14 years ago were all the many trips that Tessa and I have done around Tennessee, right? It's an amazing thing to be able to take these smaller trips more often. So don't think you need an epic vacation to make this whole thing work. Tiny trips can definitely be just as amazing. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. So now we're going to shift into phase two, which is the enjoyment of the vacation. This is something that I have kind of gone back and forth on. And by back and forth, I mean this first aspect of the enjoyment, which is, am I going to enjoy it or not? Also known as, am I going to work or not? Now, in the last trip that I took, I decided that I was going to do quite a bit of work on my business. And by quite a bit, I mean more than I have done in the past which was still not a ton, but I set limits for myself to ensure that the amount of work that I would do would still allow me to have plenty of vacation time while still addressing the work that I was responsible for while I was traveling. So I had personal limits of 30 minutes maximum per day for email. I made a rule for myself of no video chats, no more than one or two short phone calls per day. Everything that could be delegated up front was If anything could be postponed until after the trip, it definitely was. And did lots of communication before I left to make sure everyone who needed to know I was gone knew that I was gone. In other words, I took this trip seriously and on purpose had certain rules and guidelines that dictated how that trip would play out. Now, I have other trips I've gone on where there is no work at all and everything is intentionally walled off and I'll just deal with it when I get back. It really is a question of how you prefer to travel and what you are obligated to take care of while you're traveling. But once again, the goal here is intentionality. Set some rules, have some guidelines, and stick to those, and that will make the trip a lot smoother. 
Now, the second section of the enjoyment phase here of your vacation is the hybrid trip model I just discussed, which is to have some structure in your vacation and some free time. Once again, I think this is a really important concept because a hybrid trip gives you the flexibility you need to be spontaneous, but also the guidelines to keep you kind of in check of doing things you've predetermined to be a fun activity. So this to me is kind of the happy medium of an ideal trip. It also plays in really well with your work boundaries to once again, you have some structure and guidelines, but also flexibility to do what you need to do. I have found this kind of an approach to most things to be most effective, going way beyond vacations, just work philosophies, daily rhythm philosophies. I like this hybrid approach because for me, the extremes don't work. Overly structured is just too robotic and complete freedom has no rules at all and gets pretty messy. And so we're looking for something in the middle that allows for that sense of clarity and structure. But once again, a lot of freedom to have the choice in the moment. The third area of enjoyment is to challenge yourself with something new. One thing that I cannot stress enough is how awesome it is to break out of your shell. I know a lot of people, and I'm going to throw my wife under the bus here. Tessa loves tradition. She loves to do the same thing over and over. And if we do anything that she likes, her immediate, her immediate response is, let's go do that again. Now, that in of itself is a good thing. But Tessa frequently likes to do the exact same thing over and over. So it's challenging for her to do something new. And I like to challenge her to break out of that shell more often. I'm the kind of person who's much more willing to do a new thing. And she is not. And so the two of us kind of find, once again, a hybrid approach to doing that when we're on vacations together. And so we're looking for things that are familiar and then things that are a little bit new. But the more that we're able to do the new things, the, the bigger that kind of umbrella becomes of things that we've now experienced. So if you're taking a vacation soon and you have the chance to do something new that will break you out of your shell and experience something awesome, take that chance. Just lean in and let the newness be part of the whole thing. Finally, on the enjoyment aspect, number four is don't just do nothing. You could probably assume that that's my approach based upon the way I've discussed this so far is I love to do things and, and plan a lot of things. Even if your plan is to relax, lay on the beach, recover, take a lot of naps, that could be great for a lot of reasons. Like that's the de-stressing part of all of this. But I would argue doing nothing or planning to do quote unquote nothing is going to backfire. And then if you plan at least something every day, you're going to give yourself the structure you need. Let me give a good example of this. My wife and I went to a wedding in Jamaica. This is many years ago now for our close friend who got married in Jamaica. And when we were there, we're at a resort. And the resort was mostly filled with young married couples, some older couples as well. But the majority of, of these couples had come on this trip, just the two of them, with no plan. It was very obvious they had no plan because they didn't do anything. I know because I was there watching them quote-unquote, enjoying their, you know, their time together, right? They just, they weren't enjoying it. They were bored, they were so, so bored. And I just, I still remember that look on their face of, man, these two didn't plan anything. They just showed up. They're at the pool again and again and again. Like they just, it's not happening. And so for me, the, the obviousness of this is that I know my personality and, and doing nothing doesn't tend to jive with me. Now, 
my perspective that they were bored could be a mistake. Maybe they were loving the fact that they were doing nothing. I don't think that's true, but if you're the kind of person who says nothing is my jam, great. But I would still challenge you to do nothing with some more purpose behind it, if that's even a thing. All right, finally, phase three of this process to master the art of taking time off is to recover properly from your next vacation. Number one strategy here is that buffer concept. Plan to not work for at least one to two days after you get back home. I have always found that the at least the, the very day I get back is stress-inducing. And the day after I get back, I'm simply trying to return to normal. So what I have tended to do is plan a buffer period for the day after the trip, the day after I've returned, to take naps, to do household chores, buy groceries, basically anything else that's going to get me back into my rhythm, but without having any work responsibilities. This is really important. The more that you're able to give yourself that chance to say, I can come back from the vacation in a hopefully stress-free manner. I have at least one day off to take care of my regular, you know, normal life stuff. And then the day after that, I can return back to my rhythm. But you're going to need a bit of a buffer period here to, to come back and to come back well and to plan for these things in advance. And so this has been, for me, one of the most helpful things I have done over the years is especially that buffer after the trip because you're going to need it more than you think. And when it happens and you didn't have the buffer, uh, it just it's not fun. It puts a real stamp on the trip that says, like, maybe this trip was a bad idea. And honestly, I think what it does is it then discourages you to have a future trip. And then you come back to the office as a big old pile of paperwork on your desk, or at least there used to be paperwork on people's offices. I think it's now all digital. Anyway, doesn't really matter. You come back to the office and there's a lot of work to do and it's not fun, right? So if you plan the buffer on purpose ahead of time, this whole thing is a lot smoother. Second part of the recovery is to process the experience, which you could do during the buffer, by the way. Uh, processing the experience means you actually write down what happened. It could be in a journal. It could be on a notepad. I think it's actually pretty cool to record what happened beyond just the photos that you may have taken uh, or the videos you may ha have produced as well. And yes, making a photo album could be really cool, a digital or physical one. Memorializing the trip in some way is a very important aspect to process what happened. This, I think, is one of the keys to being able to do another vacation down the road is when you do an intentional uh, post-mortem on the trip to process the experience, write down what happened, review the photos, that's going to be an epic just argument right there to go do another amazing trip down the road and to be intentional about planning that trip. And speaking of your next vacation, the final step of phase three is to go plan that next vacation right now. Don't wait until you're stressed out in six months to be freaking out and think, oh man, now I need a vacation. Uh, you've missed the window on that one. We want to preempt that stress by hopefully de-stressing as we go along through life. But then, of course, more importantly, to plan these trips in advance so we have something on the calendar to look forward to, to plan, and to then build up to and actually enjoy in the future. So if you can, plan to take a big break in the far future as well as, ideally, a bunch of smaller trips along the way uh, to keep you at your best, to lower the stress, increase these experiences, have more milestones in your life and your memories that de define, in a lot of ways, what your life is all about. 
Because honestly, exploration and travel, those are milestones. Those are epic parts of life. This entire argument about taking time off, yeah, it's about de-stressing. Yes, it's about you know being your best when you get back to the office. But honestly, this is about living a life that you absolutely love. These are bucket list opportunities to go do things that will define your life. So let them be that. Let these trips be part of that story, part of your story to live the life you've always wanted to. Now, as a quick review here, I have a few key ideas I want to make sure that we review because they are the most important elements discussed in the episode this week. Uh, Number one is that time away from work, it matters. And being intentional about it is super important. Number two, you want to plan purposeful vacations on a recurring basis, hopefully frequently, enough to ensure that you always have something on the calendar. Number three, be diligent with your calendar to guarantee time for the vacations. That, of course, means buffer times before and after, which is number four. Plan those buffers before and after the trip. That's going to make the trip so much more enjoyable and smooth to get into and out of. Number five, plan frequent mini trips throughout the year. Number six, reflect back on your trips when you return. And number seven, do your best to live in the moment as you experience new things that you take on on purpose because newness and exploration, that's baked into all of this and it's amazing. And for the action step this week, go plan your next awesome vacation. Book the trip now and block everything on your calendar to guarantee this thing happens. Being ruthless with your calendar, well, it goes both ways, both for the work that you're actually doing and the time away from work. If you notoriously miss vacations, forget to plan them or find yourself too stressed out too often, you wanna prioritize self-care in ways that actually regenerate you to your best self and an epic vacation can be that solution. JeffSanders.com slash 494 is the place to go for the episode notes. And of course, subscribe to or follow this podcast in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And that's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.